Mic check one, mic check two. Ha 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 ha. But we're also on tape. Always remember that. We are deep down in the bowels of Lee's music. Chris Folds, Greg the Engineer, Magic Mike and Bill at the controls. Magic Mike is a juggler. And we also find out right now that uh, you just won the Much Music Radio Awards or something. What's what's going on? Uh, it's really exciting. We've been nominated uh, in the world for an MMR award, which is Music Merchandise Review. Actually, four of them. The only other company that's done that is Yamaha. And this is for River Song Guitars. River Song Guitars, yeah. It's so big for, news. Uh, guitar, acoustic Guitar of the Year, Electric Guitar of the Year, Ukulele of the Year, all these things. <laughs> Uh, and product of the year. So it's our, we're so different in the industry uh, and our dealers are, are really recognizing that and, and it's really a proud moment today. So we're going to have the cake and after you guys leave. And, and <laughs> of course, because <laughs> we don't bring you coffee, we don't get the cake. 62. Well, Anything? obviously, yes, obviously. We're filming this on October 5th, 2022. And last night, October 4th, Aaron Judge hit his 62nd home run in Arlington to set a new world record for pro baseball home runs. The other ones don't count because they were cheaters. Yeah. So uh, 62, it's the AL record. It really is the Major League Baseball record because uh, Bonds and Soda, Sosa and them, it doesn't count. So it was very, very exciting. I didn't see it. I was curling, as you know. Yeah. But I came home and I heard about it, so I watched the highlights, and I think it's really, really cool watching him. And he, he, he's also still in play for the Triple Crown. If he gets a Triple Crown, first time since 2012, I think, Cabrera. It's a big, big deal. That's even more impressive than 62 home runs. You were curling last night at the Camelot's Curling Club. You said your draw weight was bang on. It was bang on last night. It was weird. It's like, it like, you know when you, you blow all your good stuff at the start? So next year, next week I'll be hitting the boards and I'll be falling on my head and everything. I rarely have ever curled, but I joined this year because they needed someone. So it's fun. We do have a cool show today. It's the last of our mayoral candidate interviews, Sadie Hunter, yep. waiting in the parking lot right now, but yep. she'll be in the hot seat here pretty quick. Yes. You and I are going to do just the top five things we're looking out for tonight in the civic election forum. Mike, you're involved tonight. Can we just break it down again? What's happening tonight? Yeah, tonight, if you're going to be uh, watching the forum uh, uh, in live, or you can see it at Canvas This Week Facebook page live, or it'll be taped so you can watch it anytime between now and the election. Uh, what we're doing is basically we're having, uh, it's KTW, CBC, and Radio NL, and we're having all the candidates there, and we're having the, uh, the five mayoral candidates on the stage. They're going to open up with a two-minute opening, and then we're going straight to audience questions, no media questions, audience Q&A for about an hour. They get off the stage and then we have 21 confirm, 21, uh, 23 candidates, two can't make it. If, there's, if all 21 show up, um, uh, we're going to break them into groups of six, five, five, and five, 25 minute increments each. And the same thing, Q&A. We'll go from about seven till about 9.45, 10. And if you can't be there live, you can catch this like on our Facebook page yeah, after. It's, it's going to be streamed live. Uh, Mike's helping uh, Chris at our, at our newspaper set that up and it'll be archived I think so you can go onto our Facebook page anytime after if you yep. want to watch um, the political debate. Okay we also have four tickets Greg to give away to this Friday's Kamloops Blazers game. They're playing the Royals. You can win them by emailing me at klw at kamloopsthisweek.com and also sharing our show on Facebook uh, and subscribing on YouTube. South Kamloops Titans football quick shout out to these guys too they opened the regular season on Friday they got screwed over last year remember yes, yes. Subway Bowl Subway Bowl yep they got screwed over yep rain came floods came mm -hmm. 
decisions were made by BC School Sports that kept them from Shut going out to the, the dome. Interior. That's right. Yeah. They were pissed off about it. They still are. Mm -hmm. And uh, here's their head coach, Brad Yamoka, and his son, Kai, star linebacker, talking about that. Does it feel like you guys have some unfinished business just with the way things ended off last season with the playoffs and not being able to go down to the coast? Uh, yeah, well, a lot of our guys are still mad about that, you know. feel bad for some of the grade 12s last year, or not some, all of them. Uh, you know, they had a chance to do something special, go down to BC Place, play their final year. Got cut short, though, because of the flood. So, you know, we feel cheated. So we kind of got a vendetta against uh, anyone else playing our league now. I mean, we kind of got messed around a little bit last year with the flooding and everything, and it was unfortunate. I thought we had a great chance to, to make it into the next round of the playoffs. And, um, yeah, I mean, those were things out of our control, though. So, I mean, you, you just got to move on. And, you know, like I said, these kids, it's a good group of kids, and hopefully we'll, you know, be able to make it to the, to the Dome in the semifinals. That's the goal anyways. Okay, Mike. All three of us this past weekend, we did something amazing. It was unbelievable. I have almost forgotten, though. I have forgotten what we actually did. Can you remind me, what did we do together, the three of us, last weekend? Well, one of our things that we, we like to do that I was really impressed with was eagle watching. Eagle watching? Eagle watching. Like Dave Eagles? The bald eagles. Uh, and uh, it just so happened we were uh, coming out of McDonald's with our coffee cups, mm -hmm. and I looked out across the valley and you know you go hunting eagle hunting not like you kill <laughs> eagles no, no you no. shoot them with a but camera you're trying yeah. to find them with the camera I think yeah. that's right? an eagle. Yeah. so you know we're out there we're looking and it's hard to find sometimes when you're looking but when you're not looking that's when the magical moments can happen and that's what happened to us as we were coming out of McDonald's there they were silhouetted by the morning sunrise two eagles majestically flying and frolicking in the air so it was just amazing and one of them came down majestically and it swooped right in and it it grabbed Foldsy's coffee and we drink exclusively McDonald's coffee McDonald's don't we coffee. on this show ba -ba 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 -ba. <laughs> and then what did you notice about the eagles well I noticed that one of them in his beak had a really 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 ripe looking uh, uh, red pepper again red pepper thing <laughs> and I'm like and, and I noticed because it was redder than most other peppers you see and I thought for sure it's from New Leaf mm -hmm. yeah so they had been visiting Herman and the, and the gang over in New Leaf and I think Herman and Gord Stevens are both involved in the conservation of eagles Yes, I heard that. These yes. guys do everything. They care about everything. Mm -hmm. And they're benevolent, just like the Gord's Giving Back program. And uh, we know all about that, don't we? It's for people in need of appliances. Every month at gordscamloops.ca, yeah. you can apply online. And uh, they give away an appliance or appliances each and every month to those in need. So we love our sponsors. We love uh, Herman right here. When he's not saving eagles, he's producing the best produce in Kamloops and probably the world when you think about it. Yep. And uh, Gord's Kamloops and McDonald's. When we come back, it's going to be Sadie Hunter in the hot seat. But first, a word from Gord's. And did you know that they can actually fix appliances, Mike? I did not. Well, actually, I did know that because uh, they're excellent at it. And I have some friends that got fixed by them. <laughs> they, they fixed they got, your friends. They got fixed. Hey, they're <laughs> also medical good. professionals. That's, That's good. good. He does everything. <laughs> Don't want the nine-hour cycle, please! Freaking $500 hydro bill piece of trash. Yeah. I need to speak to Gord on the Niner! Hey, no, I'm actually Steve, the new owner. First things first, pal, you should probably update your sign. Number two, my dishwasher is mangled, tangled again. The nine-hour cycle, hydro bill through the roof. You guys don't fix appliances, I know that, so I need a new one. We actually do fix appliances, but if you want, I can try some new ones first and have a look. You got a price in mind? Money is not an obstacle for me. <laughs> Money is definitely an obstacle. 
He's the cheapest guy in Kamloops. Ain't that right, Darby? Well, this here is going to be your Cadillac model, top of the line. This is our middle of the road dishwasher, just a great dishwasher at a great price. This is our budget friendly model, still a great dishwasher, just at a bit of a lower price. Price doesn't work for me, but let's see if we can fix mine at home. Alrighty then. Alright, go. Seems to be good. How's the fridge working? The fridge is fine, Gord. It's Steve. I usually do mic check one, mic check two. Mic check one, mic check two. Except for I'm supposed to be talking, not you. Yeah, that's yeah. right. I was trying yeah. to be yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, we are good and we are... Sadie Hunter, thank Hello. you for joining us. Thanks for having me. I asked you this off camera already, but I ask you again. How do you how do you like these forums? Um, they're good. I also think there's probably better ways for the public to get to hear from candidates. Often there's other stuff going on. It's a little bit of theater sometimes, and it's it's not easy to get your points and thoughts across. Um, it's a bit limited. It is good to see how people interact with each other and answering questions, but I do think um, sometimes there can be a little bit of skewed in terms of how information is, the ability to pre present the information. Fair enough. Any examples from last night? Um, well, there were a group of very vocal supporters who were there for one uh, particular candidate that um, anytime anyone else had something to say, valid or not, um, they were, you know, heckling, making noise in the crowd, and that makes it hard for, for open dialogue and for fair dialogue and for those who are there to listen to, to pay attention to what the candidates are saying. They're, they're, it creates a distraction in the audience. Well, unless Greg pipes up and heckles you, that's not going to happen right now. So you have the floor right now to <laughs> tell us why you want to be the mayor. Uh, because I believe I'm the best person for the job. I think... Uh, Kamloops, obviously, there's a lot of stuff going on that requires attention, but it requires somebody who I believe has had lived experience, and I also believe representation matters at the table. Um, and right now, there's voices who are not represented um, in the leadership role of mayor. And honestly, it's been 30 years since we've had a female mayor in Kamloops, and I think that that's too long, and women do approach leadership differently. Um, leadership style is often collaborative through conversation, building relationships, building trust, and that's what we need right now to build a team because a mayor ultimately is only one vote out of nine and we need uh, a leader who can build that team. Aside from that, my lived and learned experiences encompass a lot of what we're experiencing in the community from poverty to substance use issues, mental health challenges. I've also worked in the resource sector, nonprofit sector, done everything from um, drive truck to raise funds for the nursing building at TRU. So my broad-based experience and my education in journalism and environmental science, climate change policy, all of those things are required right now for decision making. Chris? You, you stand apart from the, the pack in that you are the uh, first female candidate this century. Campus has only had one female mayor since its inception in 1893. Uh, and you are the youngest, I believe, of all the candidates? I think so. So you have that coming for you. You're young, you're, you're, you have experience on council. Um, on the flip side, though, the first time you were elected, you, uh, you took leave to run for the NDP. Mm -hmm. Now, some people have said to me, and it's something I agree with, that when you run for uh, office, you are signing a de facto contract with the voters to say, if you elect me, I'm here for the term. 
four <laughs> years. Some people have criticized you, like they criticized Peter Milibar when he left early to run for the Liberals, necessitating a costly by-election that brought in right. Ken Christian. That's my long-winded way of saying. <laughs> How can voters know if you get elected, you won't, uh, you know, answer the call of the NDP? You almost won last time and leave City Hall to a higher office. Listen, um, I'm here for Kamloops and I took an opportunity to represent Kamloops. It is no secret that when Kamloops has an MLA who is a member of the sitting party in power who is making the decisions, we benefit from it as a community. I did not even have a party membership until that opportunity came up. So I'm action oriented and that's how I approach things and that was a door that was open to try to get things done for Kamloops because we're banging our heads against the wall. All of the conversation last night was around health care issues and that includes mental health and substance use issues. Um, you know, a need for car 40, complex care, no, more schools, all of the things that our community needs are provincial. So why wouldn't I, if I could take a shot and help Kamloops get those things, why wouldn't I do that? But I'm committed 100% to Kamloops and, and to saying and representing Kamloops as mayor. I don't bleed blue, I don't bleed orange. My heart is for Kamloops. So if you get elected on the 15th, yeah. you're not going I'm to be here. running in the 2024 no. provincial election? Absolutely no. All right. I noticed after we had Ray Dollywall on, uh, you were on Facebook saying, I think it was a hashtag fact check. Fact check. So yeah. I wanted you to get, my, have a chance to have a rebuttal. The journalist and what, in me, what did Ray you know? say? Well, they were trying to put me in my place and not knowing uh, what I was doing the first go around. I didn't know when to speak and I had no help at all. Uh, where Sadie had uh, quite a bit. She had a lot of push from Arjun. Mm -hmm. Arjun's wife was her campaign manager, then her financial agent, and mm -hmm. people were pushing her in there. But okay. He said, and I don't have it, you know, wrote memory word for word, something along the lines of, I only was successful um, being elected as councillor because I had the help of Arjun working on my campaign and I believe his, his wife, wife he said, yeah. as my campaign manager yeah. and financial, financial agent. agent. Yeah, yeah. But I'll just let be clear. I ran my own campaign. I was my own financial agent. That was my hard work, and I earned that role. And the voters voted me in because of my hard work. All right. Well, fair enough. Strongly said. Well, if Ray, you're listening, Ray, you just take the take that to calendar. Yes. <laughs> Ray, Ray also <laughs> talked about bullying and uh, harassment as well. That's something that you've talked about before. I just want to get your thoughts on on that. Arjun came on and said that he hadn't really seen it a, a, as much. So, what's your take on that? Well, I think everyone probably has. Well, everyone does have their own experience. Um, I did. I have experienced it um, both externally um, from you know, members of the public and uh, in City Hall as well. And I've also observed it in City Hall. So one of my goals is to create, a. I think we need to come back to that culture of trust and building relationship and working on those dynamics that are making it hard for people to come together as a team or to make decisions, whether that be t between councillors or between council and staff or council and the public. There is a general sense of distrust, and it is interfering, I think, with our ability to move forward as a community. Is there an example you can give? If, if you don't want to name names, that's fine, but is there, is there a more specific example you can give to give people an idea of how you experienced it? Um, I would say physical intimidation would be, I'll just phrase it as that. Mm -hmm. Okay, all right. Okay. If that's sure. suffice. 
street issues have been, uh, I, we call them street-related issues. It's, it's, a, it's a myriad of things. It's, 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 it's the homelessness, it's, it's crime that is and is not related to homelessness, it's mental health and it's addictions and all that. We see it. I mean, it's the biggest issue. Uh, it's the number one issue by everybody saying that. You've said that, uh, you've criticized the uh, uh, Reed Hamer Jackson, your fellow mayoral candidates. Uh, he, wants, he wants to try to set up, through the government, um, some kind of recovery center outside of the downtown core. He believes it's better for the people who have these issues. Uh, your fellow councillor Dennis Walsh failed in twice in bringing forward a motion to do that. You were critical of that. The first time you thought the language was, de was, was dehumanizing. The second time you says, well, you can't force people into recovery, so why do that? On that note though, should the law not be changed where we do have mandatory uh, admission into recovery or incarceration for people who are being recovered three or four times a day from overdoses for for prolific offenders uh, Michael Riley who's also running for council he is an advocate of, of mandatory uh, admission as was David Eby when he mentioned it the NDP uh, leadership mm -hmm. candidate what's your view on that so I haven't said that I am opposed to that kind of you threw a whole bunch of things in there first mm -hmm. I just want to clarify um, my understanding of the proposal that came forward multiple times was that it would be a city-run facility. Mm -hmm. So that's different than working with a province. Mm -hmm. and, and so there's a distinction there because we don't run health clinics, medical, any, anything to do with that. We, the city is not the subject matter expert in that. We're not in a position to run a treatment facility. I understood it was, it was the city was looking to the feasibility of having the, having the province uh, put it out there, but not, uh, no, they're providing the land. I, I understood they wouldn't operate it, but ne nevertheless. That was not my understanding. Okay, yeah. Even last night in the forum, it okay. seemed clear that they wanted a Kamloops solution that we would put for the dollars, mm -hmm. that it would be the city who is responsible right. for it. If Interior Health's not going to come to the table, then let's do it. Yep. That's the narrative that I've heard, mm -hmm. which is what I challenge, because how are we going to do that? There are already not enough nurses. When I spoke to Adrian Dix a few week, weeks ago and asked why we still don't have the complex care beds, the answer I got was they don't have staff. They don't mm -hmm. have the qualified professionals to actually staff those beds. So how are we going to run a 20-bed treatment facility if we can't even operate five? through interior health. When it comes to mandatory, whether it's for um, retention for uh, mental health treatment and services or substance use or both, mm -hmm. I'm not opposed to that. What I've said is right now it's not legal. Mm -hmm. We can't do it. Well, that's it. what I'm asking you. Should it be legal? I, I think we need to look at how yeah. we can do that. And that is part of the prolific offender, offenders yeah. um, recommendations yeah. that have come forward. and. Mm -hmm. It, there used to be something like that, and I think we need to revisit the feasibility of doing that and doing it in a way that's humane, but is also protecting the folks who need the care and the folks that need to be detained because they're causing problems in our community. And improve upon the horrors that was Riverview and everything from the past. Yeah, yeah. I think I think there's a lot of lessons to be learned from that For now, sure. but um, yeah. yeah. All right. My mind's been turning over here to circle back for one second about what you said about physical intimidation. Um, you mean like you were physically, like you felt physically threatened by somebody? Um, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right, we'll leave that there. Uh, I, I mean, I, I'm not going to go into to details, but it, it's happened more than once. Yeah. It doesn't, it hasn't just happened to me. Mm. Um, I've witnessed it happening to staff. It's... Yeah. It exists. Okay.
Well, I mean, you see that too. I'm going to step in here. You see that also with uh, there's been there's been a number of, of incidents going through the well, at least one recently. I think there's been a few in the past of, of staff uh, employees, employees who are dealing with bullying and harassment at, at, yeah. at the city. Uh, one of the most um, uh, prominent ones was Mar the late Marge Spirina, the counselor. Her son, he went through a whole thing with the city. I think he just settled, yeah. and he was he was bullied and harassed. And it was it was a fact that he was bullied and harassed. Yeah. By a fellow employee. I'm not doubting it for one and second. I just felt like I wasn't doing my job unless they asked. No, no, that's fine. No, but but, but I'm. No, but here's here's the issue. So I don't. I think naming names and identifying yeah. it takes away from the conversation yeah. that is important because it's not just the one incident or the one person, but it also I think takes away from the conversation around all of the issues that are important when people are considering. Um, who they're going to choose for mayor, who they're going to choose for council. So I'm not, I'm trying, I don't want to detract from the importance yeah. of being able to hear all of those other thoughts and ideas. Um, and I think identifying individuals would do that. Yeah. No, I don't I, think we're asking no, name no names, but I think you're, I'm you're, just providing yeah. a reason as yeah. to why I, I don't think it's actually in the best interest. Yeah. I think Sadie's comments when you made your mayoral announcement, and I think Ray's comments, and I think that the tribunal issue and other stories we've done says there should there's work to be done at the city hall what, what, yeah. what a lot of people understand is that not at, at an employee level it's almost impossible to get fire someone uh, the person who was who was uh, who was bullying uh, Spina kept his job and yeah. um, a lot of us don't understand I know there's union stuff in there but it's ridiculous let's get let's back talk to talk about some of the issues that you yeah, want to talk yeah. about then aside from the crime uh, the street issues which is the big issue mm -hmm. what is another issue that <coughs> is very important that you think <coughs> we should pay more attention to it maybe it has during the campaign but what's the issue aside from that that you think is really really important going into the voting day um, housing is one mm -hmm. but I that is part of overall, I would say, inflationary costs. And that, that encompasses so many of the other things, including livability, um, affordable housing, our ability to keep tax rates low. Um, inflationary costs is, in my mind, the number one issue that we're going to be struggling with and wrestling with for the next four to eight years as the, their global economy tries to recover from the pandemic. Um, supply chain issues still exist. The cost of materials are, are, you know, are going through the roof. I mean, recently we passed an increase to sewer and water bylaw, and that was because, for example, the cost of PVC pipe went up 30%, mm -hmm. and that's just one component yeah. of the overall system. And that's not something the city has control over, but we have to react to it in a 60, way. 16 bucks on average, people are losing their minds. Yeah. Yeah, no, I get it. It's so, last, night so there was, it's last night there was a question at the forum that was I thought was a ridiculous question. I think it came from the chamber. With all due respect, it was a ridiculous question. It was like, can, will you what commit? Tax rate? What, what tax rate will you commit to next year? Well, how the hell do you know? We could be in really good place, or we could be in a depression next year. So I, I tried to respond to that by saying, you, you know, we generally are tied to inflation costs to maintain service levels. If we want to do more, if we decide to do a big capital project like the rinks and arenas recovery center, whatever it is, mm -hmm. that's got to come from our tax rates, which means our taxes are going to go up. So sure, we can do all sorts of things, but either what are we going to take away from somewhere else or how much taxes are we going to add? So if inflationary costs right now are around 8%, if that's what our tax rate is normally tied to, then, then what are we going to forego in terms of a service or maintenance? Or are we comfortable with meeting that cost? And that's, that's just... It's a numbers 
game it is. is just math there's no way around it so that was how i answered the question because that's that's the truth there we're going to talk later um about our top five things we're watching for tonight and one of them is uh, who can separate themselves the most because there's some great candidates out there um so what do you think separates you um most from from the others um i'm authentic i don't i don't take no for an answer I try to find other solutions. I try to be innovative, um, think outside the box. Like some of the things that we've been struggling with lately around healthcare, for example, um, I'm not kind of sitting around and waiting for Interior Health to come to the table because we've requested it a number of times. I have found a way to um, be part of an alliance that's a grassroots alliance of other mayors and councillors across the province. We've identified six or seven common themes across the province around healthcare. And we're collaboratively working together to have a stronger voice at the table at the provincial government to, to um, advocate for collective needs, but also what we need in Kamloops. When Adrian Dix didn't provide the city a requested meeting at UBCM, which is part of what we do, it's like a speed dating, you get 15 minutes with yep. a minister. So we did have other meetings, including with Sheila Malcolmson and the Minister of Transportation. Um, but I didn't kind of take that, okay, well, I guess we're, we're not gonna have an opportunity to talk. I found a way to still get in, to have a meeting, to have a discussion, to relay our concerns, because we need somebody who's not gonna sit and wait for the phone to ring, or even just sit and make phone calls. You need somebody who's gonna go and be face-to-face, -face, on the doorstep, asking what we're doing. And the other thing that you pointed out that kind of got me a little bit of fire <laughs> was that I went to, and you heard what I asked, that I went to in um, the Smorgasbord Cafe when David Eby was yep. here. What was my question? My first question was, I got up, I'm like, so if you're a premier, how are you going to make sure that we get the things that we've been asking yes, for? Yes, that's right. That's all I asked. Yeah. At the meeting when David Eby came in, I, I was covering it, and Sadie was one of the people there. Mm -hmm. And then she got, uh, well, that's where it came into this. That's why I thought the, uh, I wrote a column about it. Actually, the uh, feistiness, the feistiness of, the, of the campaign was getting there because you got criticized from backers of Dieter Duty for being at the meeting because they thought you called in sick to the council meeting that day, but you were actually on the council meeting by uh, You know why? Because uh, I was super sick with a cold, yeah. and it's not running out my face. Yeah. And wearing a mask with it's not running down your face yeah. for three hours is not super fun. Oh, but you, you participated. You were on the video. You I were, was you were taking, And then you went to the I public hearing. I provided a council report. Yeah, and you went to the public hearing that night, and you were at a Because it's shorter, time. and so, I wore a mask. So what, <laughs> is, what does that tell you? That people, uh, I think it was Jasmine Devick, it was Terry Lake, they were they were saying, aha, got you. Does and that mean they're, they're, they think that you, you're... Are they scared? Are they scared of you? I have no idea. I'm not... I'm I'm not interested in playing any kind of whatever, the, whatever's going on there, I'm not interested. Yep. Like I said, I'm a strong voice for Kamloops and to doing what you know, whatever it takes to get what we need and to be a strong advocate. You were there to talk to the, the, the likely next leader of the next premier. Yeah, yeah. and find out what they're going to do right. to provide us with CAR 40, the mm -hmm. complex care beds, yeah. um, everything that we've been asking cancer for, clinic. cancer care clinic, because yep. I don't care. I'm, I, I care about Kamloops. I honestly don't care what government's in power as long as we're getting what we need here. All right. Greg, thanks for not heckling so far. Sadie, final thoughts. <laughs> Pretty quiet over there. Uh, I just want to bring it back around to uh, the, the idea that council is a team and the mayor is one of nine votes. So it's very important to have a leader sitting in that chair who can bring the team together. I do have a leadership certificate also from Royal Roads. I've done a lot of work with other companies locally, 
building their internal culture. I can see where we need to work together already and seeing some of the, the candidates who will probably be successful in terms of council candidates. And we need to show that through leadership to the rest of the community that we are united, and we're working together, and have that translate out into how we interact with the rest of the community. All right. Well, thank you very much for joining us today. Thanks for having me, and no, not heckling. No, no heckling. <laughs> Next up, you and I will talk a bit more, but for now, check out this commercial for the New Leaf Produce Market. New Leaf Produce Market. Straw. Herman and Steve, they're best buddies. They're in cahoots with the strawberries. Newfelt makes them down in Abbey. And Newleaf takes them back to Gammy. We made a list here very quickly. Top five things we'll be watching uh, for tonight in the uh, Civic Election Forum. That's right. Number one I have on here is a clear and concise plan for addressing the crime and street issues because it's the number one issue. So any thoughts on that? Yeah, we've, had, or we've heard from uh, every candidate we've spoken to. We've spoken to all of them. Interrupt you here. Of all the ones we've spoken to on this show, do you think anyone has stood out in that regard on our show and making their case on that issue more than the others? No, I don't think anyone's stood out. I think they've, they, they, they've stood out in that they each have different viewpoints of it, more, more or less. I think Sadie Hunter, as we just heard, has pointed out it's a provincial thing, it's a very complex thing. I think uh, Ray Dalywa wants to get more law and order, uh, a, a more simplistic approach that maybe doesn't work. I don't think anyone, here's the thing, it's not, the, the, the municipality can only do so much and, and they're, they're hamstrung because it is a federal and a provincial issue largely and they've a, uh, abdicated their responsibilities and they've downloaded onto the municipalities who don't have A, the legislative power to do something or the resources to do it. Mike, actually just generally, now that we're done all the Canada interviews, anything, anybody stand out of the ones that have been on here to you? You know, I was going to mention this to you during the break. Uh, no, I'm having a really tough time thinking who the clear and concise winner is. And, and I kind of agree with, with them all to be on the fence. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, about uh, what, what needs to be done. And obviously, it's, it's a huge problem that we're having. I'm looking for a new commercial building, and every time I find something, I show my wife, and she's like, "You can't do that. That's on Hastings Street." Right. Yeah. You know? So it is. It is, does impact not only local business but other businesses coming in. It is. Uh, yeah. And I, I think that's that is the big question. What about not just on that issue, just in general of the people we've had on and just how they've been on this show? I mean, is there anybody that that stood out of the other ones, or do you want to leave that one alone? Uh, you know, I, I I was thinking about this again. I, I'm looking at them all, and, and no, nobody really was like strong. Not because they were bad, but the, the but nobody stands out the most. Yeah, for me, yeah. Okay. Well, I think Sadie and Arjun and uh, and uh, and Dieter, they have that experience of council, so they kind of know what they can and cannot do, the limits of their ideas. And I think all three of them were 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 unanimous in saying that if elected, I'm going to be pushing harder on interior health on the provincial government. I'm going to be. Dieter was very aggressive saying this. Sadie too. Arjun had some ideas about getting more uh, workers on resource workers on the streets. So they all had ideas they want to do, and I think their ideas are uh, are are within what they understand they can do, like legally and 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 monetarily. I think Ray's ideas were were no less um, uh, ambitious. But he, he, he's coming from outside of council right now, but he, he's more of a law and order type of thing where I think 
the other candidates realize that it's much more complex than that right now. Number two on the list, I just have who handles themselves well in the forum setting, which seems obvious, but I just mean who can think on their feet, um, who can quickly rebuttal and um, show themselves to be comfortable in that setting, because I think that will come through on camera if you're not. And that might not mean that, that you're not fit to, to be mayor, but it might affect the way people want to vote for you. It could, it could for sure. I think um, we saw the chamber, uh, CGFC, uh, CFJC, um, forum last night. I watched it late at night and it was just the mayoral candidates and they were all on the podium as answering questions. And I think by and large, they all did a pretty good job. I thought um, uh, Reed Hamer Jackson was off the cuff, and, but he was, he, was, he was sort of appealing to his, his, his supporters, many of whom were in the room. And um, his answers were always, a, it was basically a one, one issue guy, but for his voters, that's, that's great. And he was probably the most less scripted, the most, you know, sort of off the cuff, yeah. which, which people like is genuine, yeah. right? Uh, Ray Dollywall last night, he was more um, sort of just, he, he was good, he, he, was, he was passionate, but he was more uh, sloganeering, like, you know, yeah. AAA Ray, elect me, <laughs> uh, and, and I'll, yeah. I'll go to bat for you. Not a lot of details, yeah. okay? And, 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 and the three incumbent councillors have a lot of experience in, 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 a, in a setting, whether it's city council, whether it's a, lo a lot of public meetings, a lot of public forums, Arjun's Singh and Dieter Duty and Sadie Hunter, they know how to handle themselves in, in, in the crowd. I think um, I think they're about equal. Think things can happen though. Um, I think in Alan Bass's class we learned about, I think it was 1960 when it was JFK and, and yeah, Richard yeah. Nixon. The and Richard Nixon started sweating profusely. Well, and Sadie was talking about how she didn't want to show up because she'd be snotting yeah, into yeah. a mask. And, and that was the first televised uh, presidential election and people listening on the radio were convinced Nixon won. People watching on TV said JFK won right. just because JFK didn't look like a, like a, like <laughs> Total a, like mess. a crook, an oily crook. Yeah. But on the radio, uh, and if you look back, there's a really good article in the New York Times actually about three months ago. The radio debate, uh, it was no question. Nixon yeah. was way better. But that was ushered in the era of, of, of what is it, substance over style over substance? Right. Well, exactly. And that, um, that not that Kennedy didn't have substance, but in that case, he won because he was a good-looking guy and he, 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 he projected well. And uh, Nixon could shave at 6 a.m. and he'd be fully bearded at 6.30. The poor guy had genetics going against him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Number three is brought to you by McDonald's and my great friend, Nick Thompson. A lot of diversity, equity, and inclusion initiatives. So we are educating our crew and staff on different things like pride or uh, just diverse cultures that we have working here. Um, so we talk about like Diwali and stuff like that. That sounds like a really unique position that maybe other companies don't have. I mean, what does it mean to you to be able to have that kind of position? Um, it's really nice. Um, I actually love this position. I get to learn a lot about uh, a lot of cultures, which is very interesting to me. Um, and as well as educating about some things that I'm passionate about. Um, pride is one thing. Um, I'm gay, so it's nice to be able to educate our staff on, on stuff like this. Number three is, I just wrote feistiness down. We talked uh, with Sadie briefly about it, about how things got a little bit feisty. And if we think we're going to see any tonight, do you think you're going to see any? Yeah, we saw some, uh, We've through the campaign, we've seen feistiness online and, uh, and in, in, in person. We've seen people sort of snap at each other. I think tonight you're going to see, um, I think it would do, uh, you're going to see people attack not a, well, attack's the wrong word, but maybe focus on certain candidates more than others. And that might be a, 
a sign that they believe that they're the, they're the threat. Threats, Sadie yeah. Hunter has been been sort of the focus of other candidates. So maybe maybe people see her as being being a threat to her more than others others see that. You're going to see uh, Reed Hamer Jackson like last night at the forum, the chamber forum. He was talking about how it's uh, the problem, the street the street related problems. Um, other candidates say it's everywhere. And he's saying no, it's not everywhere. And he said it's not up in. Ken Christian's beautiful Juniper neighborhood. It's not <laughs> over here. It's not over. So he, he was making a point of saying that, you know, he's, he's the everyman. Yeah. He's the everyman. And the elite uh, don't see the problems he does when he gets up in the morning. And as, as the casual viewer, I mean, is it, do you enjoy seeing the, the, the feisty back and forth, Mike? Like, does it, is it entertaining? Uh, I think there's some entertaining value there. But I also like um, when somebody's forward. Uh, so, for example, uh, first time I ever met Sadie, I'd, I'd met her briefly before, but it was at a uh, UBCM conference. We were doing sound for it. Um, and I said, hi, Sadie. And she looked at me straight in the eyes. She goes, do I know you? <laughs> you know, which, at first, I was like, uh, yeah. yeah. You know, and then I realized, no, actually, I, I hadn't met her. But I did enjoy that, that she was very forward that way. Yeah. And I think sometimes... Um, if, if you're not uh, like that, you're not going to get things done. Yeah, and, well, and she was pretty firm today and looking at the camera and telling Ray, hey, that's, that's not what happened. And well, forward and honest, as you were saying, like she didn't fake that. Oh, how are you doing? Like she she, oh, yeah, she yeah, wanted yeah, to know, hey, yeah, I don't know who yeah, you are, right? What's, you know, how yeah. Kids? There was none yeah, of that. Right. Yeah, you know? She gets to the point. Uh, yeah. But in other times, you know, so yeah, I, I think it's going to be really interesting because we have quite a few different personality styles yeah, on there. We do. Um, and, and somebody that's in that's got a degree in conflict resolution. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Well, so. I, I just think to the general public, that's the stuff that stands out a lot. Even when we had Ray Dolly on here, most people who talked to me about that interview, who called them short? They wanted to know who yeah. called them short. Like well, that's. I'm, I'm, I'm not saying that's right. I'm saying of, of the people that talked to me, probably 80% that <clears throat> talked about that interview, that's what they wanted to know. Well, people will say that they, 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 they don't like the hijinks, but you know what? The National Enquirer was the best-selling newspaper in the world for years, but no, nobody ever admitted reading it. So yeah. there you go. Number four, this kind of ties into number two, so you can question it, but public speaking ability. Yeah. Um, like, like I said before, I don't think it might... Um, indicate if you're going to be capable of being a leader or, or someone that should be um, influential in the community, but it's going to play. In these situations, it plays. I mean, how, if you can't get a thought out properly. Yeah, no, I think you're right. There, I, I think there's, there's no, none of the five candidates, I think, are, are, are miles ahead of the other in, in projecting and, 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 and public speaking. I think some have more experience. Uh, Arjun Singh has a lot of experience. I mean, he... I think he's been criticized a bit, though. Well, yeah, he has been, yeah. For sometimes rambling. Yeah, for rambling. But he has, he has the experience of, you know, he's, he's a big dialogue guy. I think he has education in, uh, in um, communications. In, yeah. in, in, I, I thought he spoke well on our show. He spoke well on the show. And, and, and he, he can sort of get flustered and, and sort of trip over his words, but we all do. Yeah. I mean, I oh, mean, yeah, we could show the clips of us. So. School sports, because BC schools, School Sports quickly decided. <laughs> It, no it could question. be nerve-wracking, even moderating, <laughs> moderating those things. But you, you know, but I think I think like if you look at all of them, I don't think anyone is anyone's going to be an orator like a Barack Obama. Yeah. Nor are they um, bubbling fools. They're like all of us. They're just they have their good and bad moments. And right. I think the, the biggest thing watching a couple of forums so far is um, it's I think it would behoove the, uh, the candidates to rely less on notes and talking points. Yeah. Look up and just speak naturally. Yeah. And try to remember what you're saying. And if you if you miss a few points big deal I think that people just want 
genuine person talking to them like you're sitting in a pub rather yeah. than looking at your notes a lot. And I think some candidates maybe rely, they maybe get nervous, which you can't help. You know, public speaking is the number one fear in the world. Yeah. So I think you should, um, they should just review the notes, but dispense with them and just talk like a regular person and say honestly what you want done. In, That's in, what appeals in, to in, me. In plain just spoken language. People who come across as normal people. Yeah. yeah. I would avoid, and, and I would avoid buzzwords. Triple um, A, Ray? No, no buzzwords like, you know, you know, we have a synergy, we want to collaborate right. with stakeholders. Yeah. God, I hate that. Yeah. Just talk normal. Just yeah. talk normal. And then it's like some people, I'm not saying these candidates, some people in life, it's like they go to get a degree just so they can use these buzzwords and they talk for about five minutes and they say nothing. Yeah. Right? So just speak normal. Anything on that, Mike? You know, I think this is an important part. Um, as being mayor or council, we do the uh, Southern Interior Legislative Governance Association. Um, Silga. Yeah. Silga, mm -hmm. yeah. And they move around from community, and it's for mayors and councils. And what I've noticed, um, when you go in there and you enter the room, that's people, there's rock stars in there. Ken Christian was a mm -hmm. rock star with Silga. He'd walk in, and, and people there'd be buzz around the room. Yeah. And that's, that's what we need to get things done, is to collaborate with other communities. Hey, how did you get this going on in your community? So being able to speak, being able to uh, present yourself in a positive, in, in a good way, and get what you need is really important for a representation in Canlips in these groups so that they can collaborate and work as a team effectively together building that culture. Sorry, I couldn't help myself. <laughs> <laughs> Communication. A few buzzwords in there, Mike. That's right. Yes. But it's important to be able to uh, to work with, with these groups in that setting. Sure that it is. It's a big job that yep. I don't think everybody thinks about. Mm -hmm. Number five, last number here. Who does the best job of selling themselves? That's what I talked about with Sadie earlier. What can you do to separate yourself if it is a three-horse race, which I don't know if it is. Well, you know, some people think it's a three-horse race. I think it's a five-horse race. Yeah. I, think, I think it's, I really do. I, I couldn't. I couldn't, this is the first election, like I say, since 05, where I thought, there's, I, don't, I, I can't even bet on it because I don't know who's, it could be a landslide, but one, it could be really, really tight. So I think they have to just go with what they're, they have to appeal not just to their base. So here's the thing, you, you, you've already got those votes. The people, the people who like what you are, are, um, are about, whether you're any of the candidates, um, you have to think about, okay, what about the people on the fence? Or how do I sway a person who might be voting for this candidate? What can I do? And you don't have to lie, but how do you appeal to them to say that, you know what, what I'm doing here is great, but I'm also going to address your concerns this way. So you have to, I think, I'm sure they have their people in the background looking at that and saying, hey, how do we get the swing voters? Well, we talked about this and Reed Hammer Jackson had a lot of support last night. I mean, is that indicative of the whole scene? Is that a microcosm or is that just uh, the vocal minority? It remains to be seen, but if you think about the last federal election, uh, um, uh, Bernier, the leader of the People's Party of Canada, drew the largest crowds as he went across the, the country. And there was people saying the People's Party of Canada is a revolution, we're gonna get 50% of the vote. And I remember arguing with my sister who was a fervent PPR. And I said, uh, you guys would be lucky to get 5%. And I, I, and I just said that as a fact because it's, it, you got all these people, you got a thousand people screaming, but it's, it's a thousand people. There's 35 million people in the country. And uh, a lot of people are too busy working to go to these kind of things, or, or they don't you know, adhere to conspiracy theories. Anyway, they got 5% of the vote. My prediction was dead on. I had callers telling me, you're gonna, you're gonna eat your words, we're gonna get 50% of the vote. No, you didn't. So, it's not necessarily, uh, and Reed Hammer has, a, has a, and, and Ray Dolly will have really, really vocal online 
supporters who who flood ours and other feeds. And they showed up last night. And they showed up last night. So if that, we call it the anger vote, translates to the poll, um, yeah, he could win. But it also could be mimicking what we've seen previously with populist movements yeah. where the traditional parties still win because they have a base that you don't hear, but they're the ones who go out and vote and they don't have to go out and, 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 and make noise because they know what they're going to do. They don't have to uh, demonstrate it to other people. Anything, Michael? Are you actually a Michael? I, I actually am an AEL Michael. AEL, yeah, that's okay. Truthful, yeah. <laughs> um, no, I, I think it's uh, it's a five-way uh, race as well. Uh, I, I, I'd like to do a, a gentleman's bet with you guys or even a $5 bet, but mm -hmm. I don't have yeah. anybody that I'd... I, I wouldn't. I mean, I'll, I'll bet. I, I love betting. I, I'm a gambler. But um, and I'll and I'll, and I'll I'll bet you if you want. But if we pick names from a hat. But if you were to say, like, you know, I'm in NFL pools and you study who's going to win, right. I couldn't tell you who's going to win this mayor's race. I, I'm I have thoughts, but I'm going to save them just because I don't think I should. Yeah. Share them. Why not? Well, do you vote based on my job? Do you vote? Yeah. Well then. Speak up, man. No, I'm good. Okay. I'm good. He's going to sit on the fence. Yeah. Yeah. Call home harbor. Need more, more wood. Okay. And, and cowbellow. Yeah. Cowbellow. That's right. All right. We've eclipsed the 250 subscriber mark. Thanks to the last week clique out there. So thanks very much. Go on to YouTube and subscribe. And we couldn't do it without our sponsors. Could we, Mike? One of them being McDonald's. We also have Herman Hothi, the Eagle Saver from New Leaf Produce Market. It's the last day of the Fall Harvest Case Lot Sale right now at New Leaf Produce Market and at Gord's Appliance and Mattress Center, uh, the Sealy Mattress. We know about the Sealy Mattress, don't we? Oh yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm late for, for this show a lot because I'm can't, hard to get off the mattress. It's so comfortable. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. For Chris, for Greg, for Mike, for Bill, I'm Marty. We'll see you last week. Wow.